All right, guys, I'm back with another episode of the podcast for the class discussion series. This time we're going to be talking about the Rogue. This is the class that everyone loves to hate in vanilla. Um, it's very annoying to get ganked in world PvP in general. And if you played on a PvP server, I guarantee that you have been ganked many a time by an undead rogue or a night elf rogue popping up behind you, one-shotting you while you're low at health, uh, sapping you as you're running along on the road and kicking the crap out of you. Um, they're basically the scumbags of vanilla World of Warcraft, which is why so many people love to play them. And it also didn't help that early in vanilla and throughout most of vanilla, they were always a very strong class. Um, they're one of the classes that have suffered a bit from um, the general knowledge going up and people getting better. Uh, they're definitely a class that preys on the weak. And with everyone understanding uh, vanilla a bit better when we go around for the second time on classic um, I don't see them being quite as much of a powerhouse as they were in original vanilla because people sort of understand their cooldowns better they have had time to play their own rogues so they know their weaknesses and people also uh, itemize better and oftentimes rogues capitalize on people with very low health either through mismanaged gear or just being low while leveling and i could see that hurting the rogue a bit um overall but there's no doubt that the rogue will still be a very strong class in pvp and pve they definitely have a good place but i'm I would be interested to see if they have quite the level of dominance that they did in original vanilla. Um, if they do progressive patches where we start with the base talents and base abilities and all of the stuff like from 1.1, uh, they're going to be monsters because in early vanilla, uh, they were much stronger with the changes to um, diminishing returns, the different changes that other classes got to bring them more in line. Basically, a lot of other classes got buffed uh, sort of closer to the rogue, whereas the rogue started off at a very high level. But that's enough about what I'm expecting. Uh, so let's just talk about what we know. So the theme of the rogue is a backstabbing, uh, low-life scumbag who kills you in Stranglethorn Vale while you're killing a tiger and then steals your tiger and kills it himself. So that's the theme of the class, both from your point of view and from your opponent's point of view in PvP. In PvE, uh, they have some very cool class quests. Uh, they have, on the Alliance, they have SI7, which is like a whole rogue organization. Uh, you can even get reputation with them. Um, it kind of works for the Horde too, but it's like the, they actually have an office uh, in Stormwind, the SI7. So that's cool. There's some cool lore things going on with the Rogue. Um, let's see. Uh, they specialize poisons, lock picking, uh, stealth, daggers, all the general stuff you would imagine from a Rogue class. Um, I think they've even continued that on to uh, current day WoW. They still keep up with the flavor. I hope. I'm not really sure. So I, I had a rogue. It was my second class to 60. Um, and that was towards the end of vanilla. I leveled a rogue as my second class after my druid. Uh, I definitely played him more at 70 than I did at 60. And I enjoyed playing him a lot. Um, but it was never one of like my top favorite classes. Uh, but I still know the class very well. So I can definitely talk about it no problem so let's see let's just go over the spells i'm going to try and go a bit faster because i realized it definitely dragged on in the in the mage video i was giving a bit too much explanation so uh, i'm still working on this so hopefully you guys stick with me but i'm going to try and go a bit faster this week so you start out with sinister strike it does weapon damage plus a certain amount of damage each time you level it up it does more damage um you get Backstab, 
Oh, also, uh, rogues use combo points. So you get one to five combo points, and certain abilities generate combo points, and certain abilities spend combo points. If you in vanilla, if you switch to another target, even if you even if you lose your target, like you drop, um, you stop, you click on the ground or something, and you lose them, you'll lose the combo points. So there's none of this neat stuff that they add in like later patches, or sorry, in later expansions where you can like shadow step kick someone and then your combo points will still be on the target like no there's none of that if you swap to blind somebody you lose all your combo points etc so you have to keep that in mind so uh sinister strike generates one combo point you get backstab which is you have to be behind the target but it does a lot more damage and it also costs 60 energy whereas sinister strike only costs 45 uh you get pickpocket so there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with pickpocket. You can, uh, normally you'll use it with stealth because most mobs when you get higher level will be uh, aggroed or aggroable. There's not a lot of yellow mobs that won't attack you if you get near them. So you'll normally uh, stealth with pickpocket and you just run around and you can get a bunch of neat stuff uh, depending how Blizzard rolls it out. There's like, it changes over the course of vanilla, like what you can pickpocket. You can uh, only pickpocket humanoids, but you get like gold. Well, you get silver. You don't you don't get gold because that would be too easy to farm money. But you get silver. Uh, people would do like uh, pickpocket runs of like Blackrock deaths where they would just stealth behind every mob, pickpocket it. Um, you can get like uh, these little chests that you can lockpick, which is another rogue only ability. Um, besides, like engineering can make like uh, keys. But that's expensive, so like basically everyone just has rogues lockpick to open up, uh, open up chests, and rogues can get like little personal like white loot boxes from uh, pickpocketing, and then they can uh, lockpick them to open them, and they can be like nice stuff in there. They can be blues. There can even be epics in there. Like obviously very rare, but it is possible. So some people do like pickpocket runs to make money in Blackrock Deaths. Uh, depending how Blizzard does it, it might be really broken amount of money, or it might be very little money. Um, we're not sure how they'll roll out stuff like that. Anyway, you, um, they also get, obviously they get stealth. Um, should be pretty obvious, but I'll just mention it anyway. And they get gouge. So what gouge does is it's a uh, one of their forms of CC. Uh, any damage taken will um, interrupt it. So the gouge will be canceled, but it basically is an incapacitate, which is a pretty rare form of CC. Um, it doesn't really share diminishing returns with anything except sap, and there's a few other things, um, but they're pretty rare. But it can be broken by like warriors, uh, can break it with berserker rage. Um, obviously, damage breaks it. Uh, you have to be uh, facing the target. Um, so, like, some people, good players, if they're trying to cast a spell that doesn't have a positional requirement, um, and you've already used your kick, they'll actually look away from you as you're trying to gouge them. Um, so they'll, as you try to jump in front of them, they'll be spinning their camera to make it so you can't gouge them. That's, a, like, a high-level play. But basically, most of the time, people won't do that, and you can just gouge them to build time for your energy to regen. Uh, because rogues use energy. So, uh, gouge is 45 energy. Um, energy regenerates, and it regenerates in 20 energy per um, regeneration. You have a max of 100, but it's a very fast regen. So, basically, rogues have... Um, they can basically go forever, because they're one of the classes that doesn't have a mana bar. Uh, instead, they have an energy bar. So, them and Feral Druids are the only classes in vanilla that have an energy bar. So, rogues also get uh, some cooldown. Or, so, I'll go over some of the finishers. So, rogues, the first finisher you'll get is Eviscerate. Costs 35 energy, and it does damage based on your combo points, which is how all of your uh, finishers work. They all get stronger based on your combo points. So... You also have Slice and Dice, which costs 25 energy, and it increases your attack speed, and it lasts longer with each combo point. 
Um, and this is like your main uh, finisher in a raid scenario. Uh, it's And in dungeons, it's pretty rarely used in PvP or leveling. Um, but for dungeons and raids, you'll normally be using Slice and Dice. Um, you have Expose Armor, which reduces the target's armor based on each combo point. This is very, very rarely used. Um, most of the time, the only time I see it is used versus uh, maybe a priest to cut down their armor from inner fire and just their base low armor. Uh, sometimes you'll use it on like a plate wearer, but a lot of the times it's uh, more worth it just to use a rupture, which is another finisher. And this is a bleed that does more damage based on combo points, costs 25 energy. And the bleed is super useful because you can use it on other rogues to make it so they can't stealth. You can use it on um, classes that might try to CC you and bandage, like a warrior. A warrior might try and fear you and bandage, uh, and uh, putting a bleed on the target. Bleed's also good versus high armor targets, because your eviscerate will be doing less damage because they'll have a lot of armor, but maybe a rupture will do more damage if the fight's going to drag out for a while. And... All right, let's see. What are some other abilities? So you have Kick. This is your uh, Interrupt. It's on a very low cooldown and uh, costs 25 energy. It's um, It interrupts if you hit the spell that they're casting, and it silences them for five seconds. There's also a talent to make it a global silence, kind of like how mages have for counterspell. So you can actually make a global silence. Um, let's see, you have Faint, which is a, uh, costs 20 energy and it reduces the threat that you have. So you would use that in a PvE scenario in order to make sure that you don't pull aggro. But rogues are pretty fortunate in PvE, along with hunters, is that they have a full aggro dump, which is normally what rogues do, is instead of like using Faint all the time, instead they will vanish and vanish, um, is one of your primary cooldowns. It's probably your most important cooldown. It uh, costs a flash powder, which is just a little 25 cent copper reagent. Rogues have a lot of reagents that they use, but Vanish just, uh, it puts you into stealth and it you can use it to disjoint spells. Like if a Frostbolt is flying at you, you can disjoint it with Vanish. And it puts you into, it's even a better stealth than normal stealth, it's more powerful. And it also breaks um, roots. It breaks slows. Uh, but if they have, if they can hit you, obviously you'll lose stealth. So if you have a damage over time effect, then you will pop back out of stealth. Um, if you're fairy fired, it will not work. If they AOE where you just were, if you don't run away quick enough in stealth, they can just knock you back out. So it's definitely not like a fix all, but it's a very, very, very important cooldown for rogues. So. Vanish is huge. Along with Vanish, they get Sprint. So Sprint increases your movement speed for 15 seconds on a 5-minute cooldown. And you can go, uh, I believe it's 50, 60, 70% increased movement speed for 15 seconds. And you can use it while you're in Stealth. Um, you have Evasion, which increases your Evasion by 50% for 15 seconds, which is very strong. Um, also on a five minute cooldown, so very important cooldown. You use it versus any, uh, anytime you're taking too much damage from melee. Uh, it's good against every class that auto attacks you, except, uh, warriors. You have to realize that it will let them get overpower charges on you. Um, but oftentimes it's worth using, uh, anyway, because you'll normally be dodging anyway. So... Uh, it's better to dodge everything except the overpower than to get hit by uh, like two or three things and then dodge and then get overpowered anyway. So I don't know. It's it's different. Some people will swear like you should never use evasion. Some people will always use evasion. Some people have more nuanced. And there's definitely like there is a more nuanced opinion, but you'll have to kind of learn it on your own. I can't go over every scenario. Like every time he's in Berserker stance, you could potentially use it like etc etc like i'm not going to go over all of that but evasion is good versus every other 
physical damage dealing class. Um, uh, we got some openers. So we got Ambush, which is... Uh, it's like an improved version of Backstab that you can only use from Stealth. So that's what openers are. You have to be in Stealth in order to use them. So Ambush hits harder than Backstab. Um, uh, it also adds a combo point. It also costs 60 energy. It's basically just a better version of uh, Backstab in every way. One thing I forgot to mention about Backstab is you have to be using daggers. Um, rogues can use a number of weapons and they dual wield, uh, but the only way you can use backstab and ambush is by using a dagger. Uh, the rest of the weapons don't have a, or the rest of your abilities don't have a requirement. Um, it's not required that you have any specific weapon in order to use any of the rest of them, but backstab and ambush do require a dagger. So you also have Garot. Um, Garot costs 50 energy. It puts a bleed on the target over 18 seconds. Uh, it also awards one combo point. And normally you would use Garot on high armor targets or another rogue to make it so he can't vanish and get away. Um, basically, those are the only uses for Garot. You always want to be ambushing. Or Garot is also used if you don't want the stun from Cheap Shot, which I'll talk about next. But you still want to do damage, basically. It does not silence in vanilla. So keep that in mind. It does not silence in vanilla. Um, and then your final opener is Cheap Shot. Uh, 60 energy. It stuns the target for 4 seconds. And it awards 2 combo points. So twice the combo points. And you can set up um, while they're stunned for 4 seconds. Uh, another finisher that I forgot to talk about is Kidney Shot. So Kidney Shot is a finishing move that stuns the target. And it depends on um, how many combo points you have, obviously. And at max rank, uh, it can stun for up to 6 seconds with 5 combo points at max rank. Um, oftentimes, that is, or it is affected by diminishing returns. So keep that in mind if you're opening with a cheap shot and then following up with a kidney shot. The kidney shot will be reduced um, in duration. So uh, another opener you have is Sap. 65 energy. Uh, incapacitates, so same as a gouch. And it only works on humanoids that are not in combat. So you can't be in combat because you're in stealth. So technically... Uh, if you're in combat, but in stealth, so someone hits you with something, but it doesn't do damage, that's still fine. But the target it's, the target that you're sapping cannot be in combat. Um, and any damage caused will interrupt the target. Uh, you'll also lose stealth when you, when you sap, unless you pick up a talent in the subtlety tree that gives you a 90% chance because Blizzard is full of shit. <laughs> So instead of a 100% chance to return to stealth after using your sap, it's only a 90%. So if you're sapping something in a dungeon and you have that talent, there's just a 10% chance that they'll turn around when you sap their friend and beat the shit out of you. So you have to be pre prepared to vanish, which is why people don't normally use saps in dungeon, um, unless they don't have any other form of CC, uh, because it will pull the rogue out of stealth, which is not ideal. Um... So I think that was all of the um, all of the talents or all of the spells. So hopefully I got through them a little faster. I tried to talk fast. Um, you also get a passive called Safe Fall, uh, which makes it so that you take less damage from falling, which means you're less likely to break your stealth. Because if you take damage from falling, you will lose stealth. Uh, safe Fall just makes it so you can fall from a higher distance and not take damage. Same thing that druids get. Oh, one big last important cooldown um, is blind. So blind is another one of your absolute best cooldowns. Uh, rogues revolve around um, basically four cooldowns and then a fifth cooldown that they normally pick up in talents if they're going for PvP. So they revolve around sprint, evasion, vanish, blind which is what i'm about to talk to and then cold blood 
from talents. So blind is, uh, it requires a blinding powder reagent, which you get from fade leaf, which is actually a leaf that you get from herbalism. So if you're not an herbalist as a rogue, you'll have to buy fade leaf off the auction house and turn it into blinding powder. Uh, but it's a really strong uh, ability. It's five minute cooldown. It costs 30 energy, instant cast, and it blinds the target, causing it to wander disoriented for up to 10 seconds. Any damage caused will remove the effect. So uh, you can't hit the target, can't be any dots on the target, but it's a extremely powerful ability. Long CC that lets you re-stealth. You can even um, you can blind someone, bandage yourself, stealth up, sap them, um, and then get back into stealth and then open up on them. Or you can just blind someone, bandage yourself, stealth up, and open up on them and sort of reset the fight. So that's why rogues are very powerful in a lot of ways. They have a lot of really strong cooldowns. Um, a few other things you get, uh, like I said, lock picking. Um, you can disarm traps, which is mostly only relevant for hunters. There are a few other places like uh, BWL. You can disarm the traps between the uh, second boss, Veilstras, and the third boss, whose name I forget. Um, it's called a suppression room, and everybody hates it, but that's, that's one of the places where rogues are necessary, is for the suppression room. Um, but you can also get rid of hunters' traps that they put down, and you can also see traps which other classes cannot. They cannot see traps, but you can. So that's cool. And then you get lockpicking, pickpocketing. I think I mentioned all that. Okay, done with the spells. So hopefully that was a little quicker. I tried to talk fast. Uh, so what do we got? We got class quests. What are the class quests for the rogue? Um, they're pretty cool. Uh, a lot of them revolve around SI7. Uh, there's very roguey things that you do for your class quests. Um, you normally go and like assassinate someone and they'll give you like a cool dagger or um, you go and uh, like lockpick something and then pickpocket something else and then kill somebody and you'll get like the recipe for Fissile Tea, which is a rogue only consumable that uh, you can make with cooking. And it instantly restores 100 energy on a 5-minute cooldown. So that's a really broken ability uh, or broken consumable that you can um, abuse as a rogue. And I'll go over a few different cases in which you can abuse it. But it is very, very powerful. And I highly recommend getting at least enough cooking on every rogue just to get the Fissile Tea. And then having some Fissile Tea on you because it lets you do some crazy strong uh, combos. So, um, basically the rogue quests are pretty cool. Um, there's not too many of them, uh, and they're all kind of in the early game, but they're all pretty neat. Um, I definitely recommend doing them. Um, I mean, you kind of have to, because, uh, you get, like, one of them is, like, for your poisons, another one is for fissile tea, so they're pretty important. So... Before I forget, I'll talk about poisons for rogues. So rogues can coat uh, their weapons. They'll always use two one-handed weapons, no matter what. Daggers, maces, swords, fist weapons, which are very rare in vanilla. Um, whatever you're using, you'll always use two of them. And you can put one poison on each of them. So the poisons you get are instant poison, which uh, does uh, poison damage. Uh, like a nuke, it has a set amount of charges, and every time you swing, it has a chance to proc your poison on that weapon. Um, so instant poison just does damage. You have uh, deadly poison, which puts a damage over time effect poison on the target that can stack up to five times. Uh, I do not recommend that poison unless you really know what you're doing, because it will break your blinds, it will break your gouges, it will break your saps, and in... Uh, PvE, you're normally just, like if you're leveling, you just want the instant damage from poison as opposed to a damage over time effect on the target because you don't want to spend that long killing a target that the whole thing is going to have time to tick. Um, you get crippling poison, which is the big one. It puts a slow on the target, a very powerful slow. Um, every time you swing, you have a chance to proc uh, crippling poison. Um, 
obviously much more for PvP, because you don't really need to slow that much in PvE, and if you do, that's not really your role. But I mean, you definitely could use it. Um, you get Mind Numbing Poison, which is a, it reduces the casting speed of whatever it's applied to. So um, you would use that in PvP if you're playing versus a lot of mages, warlocks, priests, shamans, druids, whatever needs to cast spells. Um, Mind Numbing can help. And then you get um, Wound Poison, which uh, it reduces the healing effects used on them by a set amount for 15 seconds, which stacks up to five times. So it doesn't work how it does in later expansions, like a Mortal Strike effect. Instead, it reduces their uh, the healing effects used on them by a number. So like if you apply five stacks of it, it would reduce their healing like received by a lot. So it doesn't quite work the same as like a Mortal Strike, but it's still pretty effective versus healers. Um, it, you normally don't run Wound Poison. You're normally running, um, in PvP, you would run like Crippling or like Crippling Mind Numbing, maybe Crippling Wound, maybe Crippling Instant, or sometimes even double Crippling because you really need to get Crippling on the target. So those are your poisons that you will be using in Vanilla. So, let's go over your role in PvP first, and then we'll do, uh, actually no, let's do it the other way. We'll do PvE first, and then in PvP. So in PvE, kind of like the mage, um, you're providing very, very little utility. Uh, basically, you're just there to do damage. Um, you don't provide any buffs, you don't provide any auras. Um, you really don't add anything except damage, but you do do a lot of damage, and there's a couple niche things that you do, like um, like the suppression room in BWL. So, I mean, rogues are definitely like useful in PvE, don't get me wrong, just because they don't bring any uh, group group benefits, they're definitely still one of the higher damage classes. And you're going to have a lot of rogues in your raids because rogues are always a very he heavily represented class in vanilla. So you're going to have a lot of rogues. There's no doubt about that. But they're just there for damage, which is fine. Um, there's two main builds that you, you, do, that you uh, spec into in PvE, um, which is combat daggers and combat swords. And it largely depends on the weapons that are available for you. Obviously, daggers or swords. Um, rogues rarely use maces, and they almost never use fist weapons. And that's mostly because the, the weapons just aren't available for you. Uh, the weapons that drop in raids just aren't very strong from those... Um, just aren't very strong for maces and fist weapons they're pretty rare and they're not as good as just using swords or daggers so i'll quickly go over um combat uh swords first so you have uh a 1632 build in so 16 in assassination 32 in uh combat and then you have free open points which you can put um in a couple different places. Uh, you would probably put them in uh, improved eviscerate, but you're not eviscerating that much. Uh, but it's probably where you would go. Otherwise you would go ruthlessness. Basically there's a few things you could do with those points. Um, but you can see that down below. I'll link them in the description, but you're gonna get the 5% crit in Assassination, 2% damage against Humanoid Giant Beast Dragonkin. Uh, improved Slice and Dice, free out of free. Increases the duration of your Slice and Dice ability by 45%. This is your main combo point ability user. You always want to have Slice and Dice up on the on yourself at all times. Um, and you get Lethality. Increase the Critical Strike damage bonus of your Sinister Strike, Gouge, Backstab, Ghostly Strike, and Hemorrhage abilities by 30%. Um, there's almost no rogue build that doesn't use lethality because 
the first few points in assassination are just really good for every rogue build. Um, I'll go over more as we get to later parts, um, some other builds that use, utilize it. But basically, this is a very start standard start to the assassination tree. Uh, besides the slice and dice, the slice and dice is always only used in PVE, so you would not ever go improve slice and dice in a PVP build. Um, and then in combat, you get uh, improved sinister strike, so reduce the energy cost of your sinister strike by five. Uh, you just put the rest of the points into dodge because you don't need improved gouge. Uh, you get five out of five in precision, increase your chance to hit with melee weapons by five percent. Huge. You'd also immediately rush for that while you're leveling. The most important thing you can get on any melee class leveling up is hit rating. Um, hit rating is, or hit chance, whatever you want to call it, is very, very, very important. Um, two out of two, reduce the cooldown of your sprint and evasion abilities. Uh, two out of two, improve sprint, because there's nothing else that is necessary. You could put the points into parry instead if you just wanted more chance to more avoidance but you don't really need it. Uh, dual wield specialization, five out of five. Increase the damage done by your offhand weapon by 50%. Blade flurry, uh, increase your attack speed by 20%. And it uh, makes your attack strike an additional nearby target. Very good for leveling. Very good for uh, PVE. Um, sword specialization, this is very, this is, warriors have the same thing. Um, it's very common thing for sword specialization to give you a 5% chance to get an extra attack on the same target after dealing damage with your sword. Um, so basically if you auto attack and it procs, you will auto attack a second time for free. There's also a very important trinket, which I'll go over when we get to some of the important items. And it's called uh, Hand of Justice, drops in Blackrock Deaths. And it uh, also gives you a chance to get an extra attack and there's also a sword from, I believe, Maradon that does the same thing. So it's very, it's a very common effect. Um, and then you get uh, two out of two weapon expertise. Increase your skill with sword, fist, and dagger weapons by five. Um, so this helps with your hit chance, and it also helps with glancing blows. Uh, hit or weapon skill is huge in vanilla. Uh, it's the reason why if you're playing a human rogue. Uh, that's focusing on PvE, you want to go human. Or sorry, if you're playing a rogue on the alliance that wants to go PvE, you want to be a human because you get a weapon skill with maces and swords, which is huge um, because it reduces glancing blows. Um, aggression, increase the damage of your Sinister Strike and Eviscerate abilities by 6%. And Adrenaline Rush, increase your energy regeneration rate by 100% for 15 seconds. So those are your um, baseline combat talents. And then the ones for, so that's combat swords. So this is, um, this is what you'll be using uh, early on in vanilla. Uh, for, unless, you know, unless they release everything all at once, uh, in which case, who knows. Um, but if they release it where they roll out the patches progressively, um, you'll probably be using swords in the beginning because there's easier swords to get than there are easier daggers. Like there's the swords from Upper Black Rock Spire off of Rend Blackhand, which everybody goes for. The Doll Rends set. Um, and those are both swords. So you would be going combat swords in the beginning until you can get some nice daggers. And then you would switch to combat daggers, which I'll quickly go over. So your points in the assassination tree are the same. Uh, in subtlety, you're going five points in to get increased the damage dealt when striking from behind with your backstab, garrote, and ambush abilities by 20%. So 20% more damage on your backstab is huge. Um, you would get improved backstab in combat, increase the critical strike chance of your backstab by 30%. You would be getting dagger specialization instead of sword specialization. So increase your chance to get a critical strike with daggers by 5%. And then the rest of the talents are the same. So that's your combat daggers. Uh, obviously, if you're using daggers, pretty self-explanatory. Um, then as far as uh, 
P and then in PVE, basically there are some fights that you can't um, do at all, especially in Molten Core, um, because the damage is too high for melee. Um, so you'll just be using your bow. And then conversely, there are some fights where uh, caster classes will be almost useless and the majority of the damage will be carried by the physical damage dealers. So Molten Core is kind of funny like that. It changes a lot based on the fight mechanics, how impactful you can be. But Rogues and Fury Warriors are always the highest DPS in vanilla um, at different times. Different classes are stronger. Um, but you'll definitely be topping damage meters as a rogue, especially if you're spec correctly and you know what you're doing. So now let's go over some PvP. Oh, also leveling. So leveling, um, there are basically, if you're leveling by yourself, you want to be specking combat, uh, combat swords. Because there's no way to guarantee backstabs um, in a uh, leveling scenario. So you will definitely be using sword. Well, you don't have to be using swords, but you'll be using uh, weapons. You'll be using Sinister Strike, basically. And um, so you can be using daggers, fist weapons. Uh, well, you don't want to be using daggers because they're generally too fast. But you can be using swords, maces, fist weapons, etc., etc. Um and so that's your general combat build if you're leveling by yourself. I'm also going to post a cool build if you're leveling with a friend, which is a backstab-focused build. So you would be getting uh, all the relevant backstab talents, like opportunity and subtlety, increase your damage, improve backstab, increase your crit chance, lethality in assassination to increase the critical strike damage bonus of your spells. So that's a cool build if you're leveling with a friend. So basically, like, say you're leveling with a mage, like he would cast Frostbolt on the target, you would run up, backstab it. Um, the mob might turn around because you crit it, and then he hits it with another uh, Frostbolt, and it turns back around to him, and now you backstab it again. And you do, like, crazy damage, because backstab is really... It's a much higher damage ability than Sinister Strike, but it's very hard to use while leveling because it has the situational requirement that you have to be behind the target. So I'll post that build just because it's fun. Um, if you're leveling with a friend, you can try it out and see if you like it. But rogues overall, in terms of leveling, I would put them in six, um, which is towards the bottom, but not quite at the bottom. Um, they're all right. Uh, they can get uh, pretty decent clear times, but they do have to use bandages and eat. They do not have any way to heal themselves, so... They do have some sustainability issues, but they also have pretty quick kill times. Um, especially when they get Blade Flurry and Adrenaline Rush, they can also kill mobs pretty quickly. When they get above level 40, they can sort of AoE a little bit. So, yeah, they're alright at leveling, but um, I would still put them towards the bottom, because somebody has to be at the bottom. And they also have to suffer through weapon uh, skills, which is a big issue for all of the melee classes which is why most of the melee classes are towards the bottom in terms of leveling ease but as far as pvp all right so what is your role in pvp you are the uh you are the bane of the weak in pvp uh people while leveling up you self up behind them you ambush them while they sit down to drink and you kill them you know you're that guy in a battleground scenario, um, you want to be focusing high priority targets. You want to come up behind them in stealth and open up on them and either CC them with sap or cheap shot and then just beat the crap out of them. Or you just want to try and ambush them and kill them quickly. So targets like healers, targets like uh, targets that can't get away from you easily, like a warlock maybe. Or a mage, if you can try and burst him down before he can blink and polymorph you and kite you. Um, uh, rogues are often used to defend the flag room because they're very effective at chasing someone down. Um, I had one rogue that was my nemesis in vanilla because I would always run the flag as a druid. 
and I would run a, run the flag in the 30 to 39 bracket. I would run the flag in the 40 to 49 bracket, 50 to 59, and then it's 60. And there was this one gnome rogue that was on the enemy faction, and he was always, always, always running me down. And this guy used so many consumables, and he would always catch me, and it was so hard to get away from him because he was a gnome. So if I use Entangling Roots or Nature's Grasp, he would uh, escape artist. Uh, he would blind me. He would use the rocket boots. He would use the nifty stopwatch. He would use sprint. He would always run at me from like crazy angles. He would chase me across the whole battlefield. And he was extremely obnoxious. And he was actually a very good player. So I always struggled dealing with that guy. And whenever I would level to the new PvP bracket, he would always be there. We were leveling at, like, the same speed. So I played versus this guy for, like, 30 levels. This stupid little known rogue. I think he always got the better of me. Um, until 60, at least. And then I was sort of able to keep him off me for a bit, which was good. But he definitely had my number for a long time. Um, but... So they're always they're often used for flag defense and to take out high priority targets. Um, so, and then in a one v one scenario, you are extremely strong. Um, if played perfectly with all of your cooldowns, you are unbeatable uh, because no other class has access to as many cooldowns, which I will explain with some of the builds. So. What are some of the builds? The first one I'll go over is a um, Vigor build, which revolves around using the set bonus from your tier one uh, five piece. And the tier one set bonus for your five piece gives you 10 energy. It adds 10 energy to your maximum pool. So instead of your maximum pool being 100, it'll be 110. And then that's the same thing as your 31 point talent in Assassination. Uh, called Vigor, which also increases your maximum energy by 10, and those two stack. So you can have 120 energy as your max um, pool. So a cool build you can do is um, you can run up behind someone, ambush them. Uh, you'll ha That'll cost half your energy bar. You can backstab them, so you do another uh, backstab. So now you've done two two full damage spells like as fast as humanly possible because of all you have to wait for is the uh, global cooldown. Uh, then you pop a Fissile T, so you get 100 energy back, and you backstab again, and then you your energy will tick uh, tick up just naturally, and you can get another backstab. And then there's even an item that you can get from ZG. That uh, it's a trinket that lets you that you can use to give you 60 energy, and so you can also get an ex extra 60 energy from popping that and backstab again. So you can actually backstab five times, as humanly fast as humanly possible, only waiting for the global cooldown. Now that's a very specific scenario, and you're almost never ever gonna do it, but it is very fun that, and it is a cool thing that you can do by like setting up your gear in a certain way um outside of that uh vigor is rarely used except in combination with the five piece uh tier one set bonus and the reason for that is because the 21 point talent in assassination in cold blood which when activated increases the critical strike chance of your next sinister strike backstab ambush or eviscerate by 100 percent so it's a guaranteed crit on your next... Uh, normally it's used on Ambush or Eviscerate. Um, so like a 5-point Cold Blood Eviscerate does maximum damage, the most you can possibly do. Or when you're opening up on someone, you can Ambush Cold Blood them. And uh, it will 100% crit, which is really strong. Uh, oftentimes people will get the talent for Improved Ambush and Subtlety which increases critical strike chance of your ambush ability by 45%. So most people normally don't cold blood an ambush, but you can do it. You can also do a sinister strike and backstab, also rarer, uh, or more rare, I should say. Sometimes you'll do it with backstab. But anyway, so 
cold blood is very strong in assassination and then in subtlety you have preparation which is one of the most broken talents in the game and what it does is uh, it's a 10 minute cooldown when activated this ability immediately finishes the cooldown on, on your other rogue abilities so you can prep which is the shorthand that everybody uses so you can prep cold blood so you can do two cold bloods in a row you can prep vanish so you can vanish twice you can sprint twice you can use evasion twice you can blind twice um so that's just incredibly strong uh being able to use all of your most powerful cooldowns twice and so the reason why these two abilities which are almost always combo together are so strong this uh, makes it so the 31 point talents in the subtlety and assassination trees are very rarely used because if you're going 31 points into subtlety or assassination, you can't pick up 21 points in the other tree. So most builds revolve around picking up cold blood and prep at the same time, uh, which makes uh, vigor and the subtlety 31 point talent premeditation, which when used, inst uh, it adds two combo points to your targets. And you have to add or use those combo points within 10 seconds or the combo points are lost. So premeditation, normally what you'll do is you'll be stealthing up behind a target. You'll pop premeditation. You instantly get two combo points and then you can uh, cheap shot. So now you have four combo points. Hit him with a backstab or a hemorrhage if you're a hemorrhage rogue. And then you can hit them with an eviscerate or hit them with a cheap shot. And you'll already have five combo points like instantly using like not too much energy um, because premeditation doesn't cost any energy. But is it better than cold blood? No. In most situations, no. So um, uh, what are some other things? So in subtlety, uh, you get the ability, which I was just talking about, hemorrhage. And hemorrhage basically replaces your sinister strike. Uh, it's an instant strike. It doesn't have a, um, a situational requirement, so you don't have to be behind the target. Uh, but it, um, it awards one combo point, and it puts a debuff on the target that causes the target to take uh, increased physical damage from every attack. So every time you hit them, they'll take uh, more damage. And it has 30 charges, or it lasts 15 seconds. Um so hemorrhage basically replaces sinister strike and um hemorrhage in vanilla is okay i would say it's not one of the better builds um but you can definitely play it uh, one other talent i don't want to forget to mention is uh, seal fate in assassination and that is the uh 25 to 30 uh talent point talent so it's right um, right below Vigor, or right above Vigor, depending how you look at it. Um, basically, you need to take it in order to get Vigor, because you would never not take it. But basically, sorry, I'm rambling. Your critical strikes from abilities that add combo points have a 100% chance to add an additional combo point. So basically, every time you crit, instead of getting one combo point, you'll get two combo points every time you crit which is huge because rogues have a very high critical strike chance since they stack agility. So a lot of the times people will go seal fate prep. So they go 30 points in assassination, 21 points in preparation, or sorry, 21 points into subtlety to get preparation. Um, or if you're going a Hemo rogue, you can even do 29, 21. So you get, um, or sorry, 29, 22. So you get, four out of five points into seal fate but then you also pick up hemorrhage and preparation um so that's another build you can go and basically the rogue is very open-ended in terms of pvp there's a lot of different builds you can go like a crazy amount of builds you can go so there's no way i can link all of them um and you basically would just have to explore which ones you like uh but there's a lot of cool builds that you can do um, for sure, like I would recommend trying out a few builds on your own or just playing around with a talent calculator and you can see all the crazy stuff you can do. Uh, but that's basically the rogue. Um, very strong class. Um, 
very, very, very strong in the early parts of vanilla. So if we're if we're starting at 1.1, you're gonna see a shit ton of rogues, like a ridiculous amount of rogues, um, because they are very strong. Um, they definitely, I wouldn't say they fall off in later patches, but the other classes do get buffed in a lot of ways. So um, in a 1.12 scenario, if we're playing in that um, on that patch, rogues will not be as dominant. Uh, still very strong, still very annoying, but they won't be like just the blatantly best class. Uh, but a rogue popping cooldowns will always win a fight, uh, assuming they're playing well, um, because they just have more cooldowns than you, because they have preparation. So, uh, I mean, most people know whether they're gonna play a rogue because they're just that's the type of personality they have. Uh, for me, um. I don't think I'm going to be playing a rogue for a while in vanilla. That's not one of the classes I'm going to be doing early on. Uh, one, because I know there's going to be a lot of competition. And two, just because it doesn't really speak to me um, that much. Like, it's not one of my uh, go-to builds by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I definitely know quite a few people who are planning to roll rogues because they just like the playstyle a lot. And there's definitely like a lot of cool stuff you can do with stealth. Like um, world PvP, stealthing into enemy towns, into enemy cit cities, like killing the auctioneers, killing the bankers, stuff like that. There's always there's always fun stuff you can do as a rogue that other classes just don't have too much access to. Um, but yeah, if you're if you're interested in playing a rogue, I definitely recommend it. Uh, just know that there will be a crazy amount of competition for gear. Um, and especially, like, uh, important pieces. Because there are so many rogues and there are so many pieces that are so many... Um, so many uh, other classes that need some of your best items, like uh, Hand of Justice, the Doll Rend weapons, True Strike Shoulders, Cape of the Black Baron... Uh, a lot of your pre-raid uh, best-in-slot gear, uh, there's a lot of classes that need that stuff. So just be prepared to farm for that for that gear for a long time. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I'm not sure what doing class I'm doing next, um, but I wanted to at least cover one of the melee classes because I realized I'd done um, most of the hybrids, or some of the hybrids, and most of the spellcasters, so... Wanted to knock out one of the melee classes in the Rogue. And I know it's a very popular class that a lot of people are looking forward to. So I thought I'd get this out there and give you guys an idea of what to look forward to. So hope you guys check out the next episode. See you.